It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay. Yo. Mark Willing. You put your finger all over it. The bus little dip, 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 boop. And Rich Orenberg. The brass <laughs> is right, and that's what I'm saying. But we've got Dakin, and that guy ain't playing. Mark and Rich. On Extra 1360, Fox Sports, San Diego, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports 1350 IE, 103.3 FM. Mark and Rich, live, local, noon to three every single day. Here we go to the wackadoodle hour. Rich will be along later for the fusion because he's going to do a cannon show along with a cast of thousands later on this afternoon. And he may need that Jerry Jones impersonation because Jera had to pay $2 million to the rest of the owners uh, to uh, reimburse legal fees. That uh, decision came down earlier today. Um, so, you know, it, it's interesting. Jones is used to getting whatever he wants, especially in the NFL. Everybody here knows this. Uh, he was the guy who brokered exactly the way it all worked out for the NFL to go to L.A. But you know what's ended? The days of Jerry Jones getting whatever he wants. This is what happens when you overplay a hand. So it turns out the other owners were not necessarily in favor of uh, taking down Roger Goodell. Jera was, so he went for it and for the first time in his life, did not have the backing or the intimidation to pull it off. And then think about what else happened. He didn't like everybody kneeling for the anthem, so he has his buddy, John Schnatter, with Papa John's, go on a conference call and blame sagging sales on the NFL for not doing more about players kneeling during the anthem. What's happened since then to John Schnatter? Uh, let's see. He's no longer the CEO of Papa John's, and Papa John's is no longer affiliated with the NFL. How'd that go? I mean, the days of Jared Jones, everything he touches turns to gold. I think they're gone. Yeah, guess what else happened? What happened? The Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. And that, they're in his division <laughs> as fierce of a rival as he's got. Yeah. It's been a bad year. You're right. Yeah. It has been a very bad year for the Cowboys. And look at the franchise in general. And I know we've talked about it, but... It's not like their glory days were yesterday. Like no. you're, you're going back a long way to the last time the Cowboys were the way we may remember them in the 90s, but that's a long time ago. And don't you look at Dak differently now than you did a year ago? Yeah, absolutely. It's 100%. not that he's bad, uh, but he's not transcendent, and, uh, and not Carson Wentz. Yeah. He's not it, Carson Wentz. They're just not as shiny. I think they had some shiny parts, Zeke. 
Dak. And now it's like the, the shine right. is, is kind of worn off a little they, bit. They got some dents now. Uh, yeah, no question about it. All right, Malik Pope is likely at some point over the next 20 minutes. Uh, it could even be 20 seconds. We don't know. But as soon as they uh, kind of work it out uh, with practice and their plane trip and all of that, uh, we're going to get Malik in here. We've got some uh, some interesting things to discuss, almost uh, developments, I would say, and the idea of Gonzaga joining the Mountain West. So we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but it, we, we started off the show uh, by comparing Pro Football Focus and their new mock draft, sending Rashad Penny to the Detroit Lions at number 20. Uh, we likened that to The Bachelor. That's right. We didn't do it in the same way every other sports radio show in America, which for some reason, John, sports media has decided that The Bachelor belongs to them. I don't I don't really get it. Uh, a lot of shows and properties are like, let's take a segment and do The Bachelor. And I'm like, are you under the impression that this is sports? It's not sports. But what I've decided is mock drafts are the bachelor of sports media in that they are uh, they are built from no real information. They are totally inconsequential, and they flood the market. That's mock drafts, and that's what they did with Rashad Penny to the Lions uh, in their latest mock. Uh, more on that coming up in a few, and someone from PFF is going to join us tomorrow. Uh, but Malik Pope is going to join us right now uh, longtime Aztec senior going into his final set of games, uh, joining us now live as they get ready to get on the plane and head to Las Vegas for their game tomorrow afternoon. Real treat to have you, Malik. Thanks so much for coming on. How do you how are you dealing with the emotions right now of the fact that, you know, every time you play from here on out, it could be your last game? Does Malik hear us? I don't think Malik hears us, John. I hear things going on next to Malik. Yeah, let me check on that. Let's check on Malik. I hear other Aztecs basketball players. I hear luggage being thrown on a bus. Uh, I don't hear Malik. So let's uh, let's see if we can uh, let's see if we can get that all buttoned up. But it's going to be an interesting time uh, here for both the team and for Malik. That will be the first question I ask him. I mean, that's something he's played here now for so long. The idea that when he now takes the floor. It could be his last game each time, and you don't know exactly how that's going to play out. You always watch that in the uh, in the college sense. Uh, when a pro's season ends, uh, they come back next year. But for college players, and increasingly in college basketball, the good ones, because so many of them are gone immediately once they uh, once they're uh, you know once they play one year, uh, that that just that feeling of finality. Uh, is so is so constant. Uh, all right, let's try again with Malik. Malik, do you hear us okay? Um, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll we'll pump the incoming volume as best we can. But thank you for coming on. We were talking about the emotions that you'll be dealing with as uh, from here on out. Every time you take the floor, you won't know it could be your last game. So, how are you dealing with that? Um, um I don't know. It's- a lot of mixed emotions about that, but feel good about it. Confident, excited, nervous. Uh, how shall I continue? <laughs> There's a lot, but huh. overall, I'm excited. I feel like we're in a great position. So, looking forward to it. 
Malik, you get to start with Fresno State. Um, I'm curious to get your reaction to that because they beat you at VA Haas in a game that you, you probably think you guys should have won, led by 10 in the second half. And then you lost in Fresno, but you didn't have Trey. So how does the team feel about taking on Fresno to start a team that beat you, beat you guys twice? Well, you know, having Trey out there definitely brings confidence to everybody on, the, on, our, on our program, coaches, the players. So that, that, that makes a difference mentally uh, and physically. He's a great player and a great addition. But, um, yeah, losing, losing two times from that, home and away will bring a different type of fire. And that is what I'm most looking forward to, honestly, from our players and myself. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that goes back to my mixed emotions about being excited about this game. Malik, I've, I've been wanting to ask you this ever since the game, uh, not last game against Nevada, but the one before that. When you beat Boise State at Viejas, uh, it was your return to action. The crowd was I'm feeding. I'm hearing. I'm sorry. Well, oh, no, okay. Well, well, I'll ask it again, but I've been wanting to ask you since the Boise State game, um, what were your emotions like that night? The crowd was clearly feeding off of not just the game, but you, because it was your return to action. What, what did that mean to you that night? Can you, can you repeat that? I was asking the fans in the Boise State game that they were clearly feeding off of your presence and your return to action. I wanted to know what that meant to you. Uh, it, it felt good that uh, you know I was able to make the right decisions and I was you know giving the ball in, in, in my spot and you know how how the defense turned out. It, it really worked out in my favor and. You know, we're kind of hoping to continue to uh, exploit the defense in any type of way that we can, whether it's giving the ball to me in the post or, you know, to whoever it is to their strength. I don't want to <laughs> give a detail like that. But, uh, no, it's, it's good. It gives us confidence moving forward that we're heading in the right direction. So, you know, it's, it's all good vibes. Malik Pope joining us. Malik, did this entire experience of the last two weeks, did it change you at all? Say again? Did, it, did this experience of the last two weeks change you at all? Oh. No? Can you say that again? I, I was asking if the experience of the last two weeks, everything that you've been through, did it change you at all? All right, we're gonna we're we're not able. <laughs> we're gonna John jump on with Malik, and we'll catch up with him a different time. Hopefully after the game or something, um, because uh, wherever he is, he's not able to hear us. Um, so uh, I, I tell you what, this this whole thing that he's been through, uh, it's one thing that I'm impressed with uh, with Malik in terms of how he's dealt with it. The university as well, um, because. I think we've talked so much about college hoops lately, John, and I think you guys are gathering. I'm kind of cynical on this subject. Right. I don't just freely believe everybody because they're like, I don't know this guy. I don't, you know, I don't freely just believe uh, Sean Miller because he says, hey, I'm going to bang on a table and I didn't do it. Um, so I, I, I have my doubts with all things. But I will say this, like one thing I've noticed with Malik is there's been very little in terms of any kind of angry emotion. 
the 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 way that he's processed this, and who knows what happened four years ago, and who knows what's going to happen next. But the way he's processed this, to me, there there's been very little of any sort of like a vindictive response or any sort of woe is me. It's very much been kind of thankful and positive. And that can only serve the Aztecs over the next three days, in my opinion. Yeah, I've always, you know, his attitude, I remember we spoke with him after one of the very first games. And I just, from a like mental standpoint where he was, I'm like, this guy's in the right frame of mind. Like, he's not someone that's going to get overly emotional if you lose a game that they should have won. And he's not going to get overly emotional if you've won six consecutive games into the Mountain West Tournament, which is where they are right now. So I just think, you know, all the experience he has, all the ups and downs he's been through with San Diego State, I feel like he's in the right spot where, like, this is this is put together in a situation now where this wouldn't surprise anyone, I don't think, if San Diego State made a run the next three days. But I feel like maybe they're... There, it's kind of their turn to make a run. Malik the senior, Trey Kale healthy. They've- With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. One six straight. I just feel like everything's kind of adding up to they can win a couple of games here. Well, everybody goes through junk, you know, and, and uh, you know, like, for instance, uh, I hope that if somebody else with the Aztecs right now says, hey, Malik, how'd the interview go? I hope he's kind of like, you know, man, listen, you know, we, we, we dealt with some things and, but it's all good. I love those guys. Let's move on. Like, I hope that's the response, even though, uh, that was a, uh, that was yeah. a complete disaster. No, I, I told him. That, he, like, that's, yeah. yeah. I think we under, you know, you know how phones <laughs> are. I mean, that, that happens. So, um, what, no, why can't they be better by yeah, now? I, couldn't they be better? Like I it's mean, 2018. I, feel, yeah. I, I think know, they are literally on the way right now. I think after that phone call, it's wheels up. Uh, tell you what, I, that's kind of like that. That's the uh, the old Louis C.K. bit of uh, we're being the uh, Louis C.K. guys right now. You know how he's uh, the everything is amazing bit. Have you ever seen that comedy bit? I don't think I have. You haven't seen that? Like, it, it, like he he basically is talking about uh, being on a plane, and there's a guy next to him who pulls the phone out, and like the Wi-Fi is not working, and he just turns to Louis C.K. and he's just like, "This is what a piece of junk." <laughs> And Louis like we are we are on a tube, <laughs> and you want 20, the internet thousand feet in the air, and we've all got electronic gizmos that are allowing us to connect with one another. Everything is amazing, uh, yet you're focused on man, what a piece of junk. <laughs> uh, so we just kind of fell into that trap. All good. Um, okay, five seven zero thirteen sixty is the number. You can always text us seven zero four seven zero. Start the message with extra. You can find us on Twitter as well. We'll get to the Gonzaga stuff coming up in about 15 minutes. There's developing news there. I wanted to mention this, though. Uh, We briefly got to it yesterday. There's a little bit more to discuss. And it's with regard to the comments that were made by Eric Hosmer earlier this week uh, to the USA Today. And he was talking about how there is, quote, something wrong with the integrity of the game being shown through this free agent process. And I'm sure he's aware that there will be people that say, I'm sorry, the guy who got the biggest contract of the entire offseason is saying that something is wrong. 
because others, Moustakis and Arietta and Carlos Gonzalez and others, are still sitting there as we approach the start of the season. And I was thinking about this. You know, you could agree with Hosmer. You cannot agree with him. I tend to agree with him. I think that there is something wrong. There are too many teams in sports that aren't trying to win, but it's not the team's fault. The system has been set up that they benefit from losing. So change the system if that's what you want. So we can look at all that. But let's take it in a different direction. Do you see what Hosmer's doing here? He patiently handled the offseason. Got all the way up to the end right before spring training and then got the best deal available, and now here he is in, in San Diego with the Padres. And what have we heard about him, John? Oh, my gosh. He's not just a good baseball player. He's the best human of all time. Yeah. Everybody loves him. He'll be a leader in the clubhouse. In fact, why did the Padres do this? Because they would not only want his stats, they want him to hold the hand of all the young guys as they grow up and become a team here in the next year, two, three. Right? Well, isn't that what he's showing right now? Eric Hosmer is not just being a leader for the Padres. Eric Hosmer's being a leader for baseball, for the entire sport right now. Hosmer gets $144 million. Does he find an easy chair and sit back? No. Still cares. Still cares about other people. This is it for him. That's the last contract. He's going to be 36 years old when this thing is done. That's a wrap. He doesn't need to care anymore, but he does. Because Eric Hosmer is a leader, and you're seeing it right now. You know who I liken Eric Hosmer to? Who's that? Say, like, go to any state in our union right now. There are a few governors that you can look at and go, "Mm, they're kind of angling to be a president someday. Mm -hmm. Or a local politician where you're like, they're going to be governor someday. And then once they're governor, they're going to be president someday. That's kind of Eric Hosmer in a baseball sense. He was this guy. And he won a World Series title. And he was in middle America, Kansas City. And what happens? The free agent process comes around and we start to learn more about who he is. And we're like, my gosh. Everyone says this is like the greatest dude in the sport. And then he immediately starts to show it. He gets his free agent contract. He's now been paid for the remainder of his career pretty much. And what does he do? He continues to lead. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, John, if Eric Hosmer someday is the president of the Players Association, that's I, I, what this guy feels like to me. As you were saying it, I was thinking the exact same thing, and I agree with you. I, everything you just said, I completely agree with. And I think, you know, you know, even skeptical John, me, um, would agree <laughs> that someone like Eric Hosmer has probably sped up the Padres timeline. Like, I'm on board with that. I completely agree. He's the type of player you need on the field and off the field to improve your organization from top down. Like, this doesn't just help you at first base or in the middle of your order. This helps your scouting department, and this helps people sell tickets. And, you know, I don't know, though. I'm still not sold, and it's another conversation. I don't know if that means you hold two-run leads in the ninth inning or you don't allow seven runs in the first two innings, but I think they are going to be improved, and I think the timeline has been, it has been quickened. I just don't know how quick uh, they will contend. Well, you know what? As I get a little bit older, too, uh, Mm -hmm. as I get into my 30s, 40s, have kids, and they love sports and want them to to watch with me and whatnot, I have to admit something that didn't used to be true, but I do like it when the, the players on my favorite teams are not just on the team, 
but they're really easy to root for. Yeah. For for other reasons. That starts to matter. And I don't pretend to know all these guys just because they've got positive press around them. I've seen that story a hundred times too, where someone's got a positive press and then you know them in their real life, they're actually terrible people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to pretend to know Eric Hosmer, but I'm going to trust that 400 people who've all said the same thing are probably right. And I do think as you get older, I dig that. It matters. Um, like I, I at times, and I don't, you don't need to go through it, but like when I was, when, when I used to be in LA and we were covering the Lakers, there were days where I'm just like, this Kobe guy is not the easiest guy. It's just not the easiest guy for me to pull for. And, and, and that remains true today. Even when he wins the Oscar the other night, there's just, there's, there's clouds in the vision of the whole thing for me. So when there's someone like Hosmer who has so many backstories that he hasn't promoted, but for instance, win a world series in Kansas city, go to a bar, buy the drinks for everybody, Everyone. drop 20 grand, thank the fans. There's a ton of stories out there like that on Eric Hosmer. And that starts to matter to me more and more each year I go. Yeah, and I think that the last point for me on Hosmer is that everyone talks about the job Andy Green has done. He's done a phenomenal job, and I think he will continue to do so moving forward with the Padres. But it's almost like they've acquired another manager because when you hear a player like Eric Hosmer talk about the youth of the organization, the youth even on the Major League roster, he's he's kind of player-manager in that role, right? Like it's, he's, it's just not about him and his at-bats. And his salary, it's about a culture. And if you're building cultures, you're basically helping to manage. Uh, Mark and Rich, glad you're with us. Rich is going to be along in 20 minutes as part of the fusion, and then he'll keep on going with his band of Beatles all the way up until uh, 6 o'clock later on this afternoon. Coming up next right here, the Gonzaga rumor. It might not be a rumor. We'll explain coming up. Tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards, do the Houston Rockets have a legitimate chance to challenge for the Western Conference title? Pro Basketball Talks, Kurt Heelan joins us at 8.30. We get started oh. at 6 a.m. on extra 13.60 Fox Sports San Diego. Oh, jeez. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. There, so many people are like, why are they laughing at that? Kurt Heelan is going to come on the morning show? I thought he was done with them. <laughs> I thought they were done with him. Well, both ways. I cannot believe they're bringing this marriage back together. They got to start with baseball, by the way. What a complete <laughs> sham. I mean, this is absurd. No, what, they don't want to talk hoops tomorrow morning. They just want to apologize to Kurt Heelan. Uh, so last week, they were moments away from having him on the air uh, when Scraby realized he would misread an offer email and thought that Kurt Heelan was with Pro Baseball Talk which doesn't even exist. It's called hardball talk. Uh, as opposed to pro, pro basketball talk, he's got him on the phone. He's about to, he's like, Kurt Heelan is next. And then Scraby's like, okay, the guys are going to talk to you about Hosmer and spring training. And Heelan's like, whoa, hit the brakes. I don't know a damn thing about that. I'm an NBA reporter. And so the interview never happened, and it was 10 minutes of making fun of Scraby. Now he's coming back on, and this time they're talking basketball. That's, that's kind of a way, must listen, isn't it? Doing. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we got to, uh, play that back. I, I missed what time that's going to be at. That is must listen radio. Um, by the way, before we get to the Gonzaga thing and Mark and rich, rich is doing the afternoon show today. He'll be here in about 15 minutes. Uh, if he, you know, has the courage, he skipped out on the list, uh, iron pig hanging out. So, um, you're going to hear this as far as this whole personal seat license junk that's going on up in LA. Mm-hmm. 
top seats are a hundred thousand for the Rams, seventy-five k for the Chargers, but oh, they go all the way down to you know whatever, ten grand, five grand. You're gonna hear this. This is gonna be one of the PR lines that they throw at you. Every single dollar that these teams get from a PSL, every single dollar, they will infuse that directly into the building of the stadium, and then they will give it back to you. You will get all of your money back on the personal seat license. Guess when you get it back. Yeah, how do you get it back? Oh, they just give it to you. You just ask for it, and they just send it to you. After Ready? 60 years. 50 years. How, 50? Who the hell can afford a six-figure payout? Wait, isn't that the just worst investment in the world? 100%. Right. Who's going to say, you know what we need? I, I've got 100K just so that I can give it to you in order to buy more tickets, but you're going to give it back to me in 50 years. Here's a guess. If you've got 100K to just hand over to the Rams, you're over 30 years old. Here's another guess. If you're over 30 years old, you're going to be dead in 50 years. So congratulations. We're going to give you your money back. You're going to be six feet deep when we do it. But don't worry. Somebody you birthed is going to get that money. Well, let me think about Jeez. investment strategies with my money. <laughs> because if you have $100,000, you could literally put it in a savings account and earn a penny on it. That's right. And you'd have more money tomorrow. And then you could take it out when you want. That's right. This would be, this would be akin to your employer being like, hey, well, yes, we, we do offer 401k, and we've got a wonderful 2.5% match. When you're 100. Like, great. Oh, by the way, so when do I have access to this? Right after you die. Yeah, or even not even being paid. Like, yeah, you That's make right. this yep. much a year, but we're not going to pay you until you're yeah. 87. You <laughs> have to wait until you're dead, and then we're going to give it to your kids uh, if they're alive. So congratulations. <laughs> So amazing. Golly, the NFL. I've reached this point a while ago, and it was one of the reasons that I had a less emotional response than most to the Chargers leaving. I ain't going to an NFL game. Are you crazy? Let me go to an NFL game. Okay, so here's what you're telling me. I'm going to miss all of mm -hmm. the other 12, 13 games that I want to keep tabs on. I've got a fantasy team. Second, I'm going to pay like $100 to park. Um, somebody might kick my rear end because people are too drunk and freaked out in life. Um, and uh, the viewing experience, like where are my replays? Where's my first down line? It's way too good on everybody's 50, 60, 70 inch TV for me to go to an NFL game. So this whole idea is just cockamamie to me. It's crazy. Uh, and, and that's why, uh, I understand the emotional side of it, and the Spanoses are awful. I totally get that. Um, but I wasn't going to go to Charger games wherever the hell they were. So, you know, it's, I mean, watch them on TV. It's, that, that's, that doesn't change. So, I, you know, and now this, personal seat license, 100,000. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, to your point, To your point, real quick, it's almost like I already know without spending the $100,000 on a personal seat license like we will never do or probably anyone listening to the show will ever do. I already know I could go to StubHub like six days before like their week three game in 2020 <laughs> right. and get a ticket for $73. Right. Like I already That's know right. that. That's right. Who does That's it? Right. I can see the rest of Philip Rivers' career for yeah. like $77. Again, you really can. So, yes. Yes. Because I don't even know if he's going to be there by the time this thing opens. Another good point. 
Could so, be Cardell Jones starting the first ever oh, game of the place. Holy smokes. All right. Uh, Mark and Rich show. Pig in for uh, Rich, although you're not really in for Rich because you're always here. Um, yeah, true. You're, you're just, you know, you're here. You're, you're just a very big part of the show. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, Gonzaga won the West Coast Conference Tournament yesterday. And in the championship game, they were really pressed. Oh, man. What a nail-biter. One by 20. <laughs> so, uh, this is a perfect way for Gonzaga to end their final year in the West Coast uh, Conference. Um, although we don't know that for sure. Remember when Mark Ziegler, who's going to be on the show with us tomorrow, remember when he broke this story about Gonzaga might be coming to the Mountain West and he came on with us a few hours later or it was the next morning? Yeah. And the first question I asked him, I said, Mark, I've read up on this. All the parties are saying, well, we're in early exploratory mode. This feels to me like it's way further along than they're giving credit for. And he goes, a hundred percent. You're absolutely right. I feel the same way. So now what happens? Ziegler just put out another article this morning. What's the headline? Uh, the Gonzaga conversations are a lot further along than they're letting you realize. And so we're at a point where we might be a little bit late in order to have it happen this year. It might be next year, but I think it's going to happen. And the reason why is something that Mark also mentioned to us the last time we spoke to him. Why is it going to happen? Because Mark Few wants it to. The head coach at Gonzaga is the most powerful person in that entire conference, not just at that school, in that entire conference. He is the most powerful guy. He wants it to happen. And, you know, he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, look, we've put a lot of money into this conference and these other schools over the years with our success. And at a certain point, you know, we need to get something back. And it hasn't happened. And I realized, John, you know who Mark Few is right now in this story? Who's that? He's LeBron James when LeBron left the Cavs the first time and he went to the Heat. Do we have that, by the way? Remember when he took his talents to South Beach? Yeah, you want to hear that? I do want to hear that. The answer to the question everybody wants to know. LeBron, what's your decision? Um, in this fall, man, this is very tough. Um, in this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. That was the conclusion you woke up with this morning. That was the conclusion I woke up with this morning. <laughs> That's still, still unbelievable. It still strikes me as the funniest thing ever. First of all, Jim Gray is so awkward in the whole thing. Uh, yeah, Miami. Did he's you, like, are you, you sure? Just, you just said Miami. He's like, yeah, that's what I just said. And secondly, when are free agents going to be done? Kids do this too on signing day. Stop with the whole, I woke up this morning and came up with this. You don't make billion dollar decisions on a whim and then go on camera and be like, okay, here it is. Like, this is something he thought about for months and months, if not years. But here's what I mean by that. What LeBron did there was he gave Cleveland every chance, year in and year out. Hey, Cavs, get me some team mates. I just went to the finals, and the next best player on my team was Larry Hughes. Get me some teammates. And they wouldn't do it. And so he finally, after years of trying and giving Cleveland relevance without anything around him, said, you know what? Fine. I got to go. And he was right. He won two rings. And then he came back, and then he got another. Mark Fuse in the exact same position. Hey, WCC, somebody else rise up. Use the money that we keep giving you. 
and build your program and, and, and let's build our conference so that it's not just us trucking everybody every year, winning 30 games and getting our three seed and moving on to the tournament. Somebody else needs to pull their weight. And for years he's been asking and no one's been able to do it. So he's taken his talents uh, to South Beach. Just happens to be the West Coast South Beach as opposed to the East Coast South Beach. You know, I, I think by leaving as well, they're going to give them, they're actually going to improve as a basketball power. They're already a power in the West. We know that. They were in the final. You talked about LeBron James getting to the finals with Cleveland when he had nobody with him. It's, well, it's Gonzaga got thing. to the national yep. championship game That's right. a year ago. But guess what? They are 30 and 4 this year. Go pull up 10 projections of brackets. Nowhere are they listed as higher than a four seed. Most people have them as a five seed. That's right. So, like you said, there's no competition in the West that they are playing in the WCC. So do you want to win 30 games and be a five seed? Or do you want to win 30 games potentially in the Mountain West or even 25 games in the Mountain West and maybe be a two or a three seed? Well, and that's the thing. It is. It really is the exact same dynamic. We didn't know what to do with LeBron back when he surprised and went to the finals and got crushed by the Spurs because he had no good teammates. We're like, man, this guy's really good. He's really good, but how good? We don't know how to reference him against other powers in this league and historically because we can't really, we can't really see what he's like on the big stage uh, because he's coming from a place of, of lack the Eastern Conference and his own roster. Same thing with Gonzaga, right? 30 and four or whatever they're going to yeah, be. 30 and four. Roll through their conference tournament, win the final by 20 points. And what happens? They're going to pop out and get a five seed because yep. they come from a place of lack. They need to come from the Mountain West. And so that's exactly what's going to happen here, maybe even as quickly as this fall. And I think it's great. I think it's great for them. I think it's great for the Aztecs. It's great for the whole conference. Uh, Mark and Rich and the Fusion is next. Roger, ignition engaged. The countdown is on. Coming in hot. Coming in super hot. It's time for the Fusion. You damn right it is. Hey, what's I going on here? Is there a little lover's quarrel this, between you two? Uh, we've had well, to be separated. Uh, <laughs> Mark has been subpoenaed. Uh, well, no, I, I, I said this earlier on the show. I don't know if you heard this. No, but you no. notice what happens every time you disagree with me. You get suspended for two shows. It happens right, every time right. you 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 came up. You loved that ridiculous baseball idea. Uh, let's just have any hitters you want hit in the ninth inning. And, you and, did? And admit, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, out. I'm, I'm done. Oh, get out of here. You know what? And, Fuck that. Screw it. I'll do it alone. And then you the next two shows, and then you <laughs> called me an egomaniac yesterday, and now you're going to miss two shows. It's just a just you got to understand. Oh, no. you got to no, work you, with me for two you days. Know, that's that, right. You know you, what? You get banished to Foxyville, man. It is, that is a tough You know spot. what? I am, I am coming back tomorrow, and we're going to do the lead-up to Aztecs Men's Hoop. That's right. And you're going to lie. Right. And you're gonna like it. You are gonna like it. And then it. you're gonna, and then you're suspended for another show. Yeah, it's a delayed that, suspension. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of like in hockey when you have to go to the box, but you got to wait for the next whistle. So, so um, anyway, um, I you know walking in the door, I didn't want to disturb you guys when I saw you hard at work, festiviously in here. You and uh, the Iron Pig, John Schaefer. How'd it Thank go? You. How'd it go? Oh gosh. Well, uh, first and foremost, did you hear? 
Mm. Did you hear our groundbreaking Malik Pope interview? I I did hear the tail end of that. That sounded okay. Uh, good. That sounds, are you going to leave with that you, sound? We are going. Yeah. <laughs> are, it's crazy that you hear heard you. it because, I, because yeah, you heard it. He didn't. <laughs> that that's what was really weird about it. So uh, no, it's been a it's been a bang up show, man. I'll tell yeah. you what, I really I leave and all of a sudden Mercury's in retrograde and you're all you're all you know twos and fours. You know what? Yeah. No, Jilly and I went. Jilly and I went on a wonderful walk this morning to get coffee. Oh, it was wow. wonderful. It was yeah. like, yeah, like once a month. We're like, so how have you been for the last month? <laughs> and we go walk. I feel like I haven't seen you yeah, in that, forever. This is crazy. That's a, with li- life with three kids. Seriously, people will know what I mean. I'm yeah. like, so Jill, hi, I'm Mark. What's going on <laughs> in your life for the last month? Hey, we and have breaking mentions- news. Breaking news. Oh, Mike Trout has his first spring hit. Breaking news. Wow. Crap. Let's say that again. This is not. This is not. This is not Angelsville, Pete. I'm going to be honest with you. I made this mistake yesterday. This might be part of the banishment. Um, I went live to uh, spring training to talk about a different angel. Shohei Otani is at that. Mike Trout is universal across baseball as being the best (laughs) player in all of baseball. And he's been hitless through the spring until today. He has a whopping 83 batting average now. So back to uh, Mark and his Uh, wife getting to know each other. (laughs) No, at least Pete, at least Pete, you notice what he did there, Rich. What'd he do? What'd he do? I need uh, yeah, I need the, a tip on breaking news. The, is... When it, when when the breaking news sounder hit, he came back with a fact that had just taken place. Oh, I, Mike I... Trout got a hit. Pete, just so you understand, yes. Rich did the same thing yesterday. <laughs> Top of the simply six. Two, he's like, <laughs> two count. So, Otani's at the plate right now. Let's see. Curveball low. I'm like, no, dude, you can't. The breaking news has to be a thing, not a process. <laughs> two outs, one not on. A, second runner yeah, in scoring position. <laughs> not, a, not an experience that we're about to have. It has to be something that just yeah. happened. Well, I was breaking uh, so the news of the experience right. we were uh, Speaking of Shohei Otani, he and Mike Trout now have the same amount of hits. That sounds spring. like breaking news, John. <laughs> That's, right. That's there you go. There it is. And there's not a lot of them. <laughs> okay. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout both stink. Okay. That's the end of the breaking news. Trade bait. Maybe the right. Padres could get Mike Trout from the Angels. Wow. You know what? Well, He's I terrible now. Hashtag I, new lead at three. Hashtag new lead. I want you to listen closely because I just went online and pulled up the Mercury retrograde calendar. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet Susan. Because Jill mentioned this to me this morning. She's like retrograde, and I'm like, oh hell, because you know what happens when it, when Mercury's in retrograde? All the electronics <laughs> stop working. Uh, by the way, if you're out there, don't sign a contract. Just delay, 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 because it won't work. I just pulled the calendar up because you said that. Mm. Guess when the pre-shadow phase of the next Mercury retro Mercury retrograde starts? I don't know, man. Tomorrow. I tomorrow. Oh, oh, tomorrow. is this an astrological starts, thing or is no, this a moon and sun like, thing? No, it's it's, it's purely fictitious, <laughs> astrological. It's not fictitious at all. How can it be fictitious? That stuff will give no, you poisoning Mercury, if you play with it. You know, it's uh, it, it, it. No, it is. It's a fact. It actually is kind of like breaking news. Like Mercury is in retrograde. So tomorrow <laughs> we can start the show with breaking news. Mercury's in retrograde. There you go. That's a fact. Um. Hey. So real quick, I I guarantee. Yeah. Saw it. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you spoke about it. I wasn't listening to much of the show, but Rashad Penny, did you see this mock draft by Pro Football Focus? Yeah. 
I'm oh, all dude, hot and, and thank bothered. You for yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. uh, by, oh, by the way, thanks for coming in to do the list. That was good, too. <laughs> I actually, that was uh, the first thing I heard today. I hopped in the car, and it was Ernie Martinez guy. Look, I'm just good at the list. What can I tell you? Like, you know, <laughs> dude, it's <laughs> unbelievable. He walks in, he does nothing, and his guy wins. It's the same thing every time. It's, uh, it's really unbelievable. It's but anyway, yeah, yeah, we started the show with this mock draft. Okay. And... Uh, it was, so 20th to the Lions. I like it. My buddy, Matt it Patricia. Kind of, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like your guy, let's, let's be realistic. I mean, I think when you're looking at this and what, what people probably did, in fact, I know they did because the Twitter reaction below this mock draft was, you know, ridiculing it's, it's validity. Some of the guys who were taken higher, um, it's compiled from obviously who graded out the best and, and who makes the most sense to for, per, per team needs. But is, is there, am I missing something? Is there a possibility? Well, it, yeah, always maybe some, screws. I guarantee uh, you uh, with everything that I have that Rashad Penny is not the 20th pick to the Lions. nothing against Rashad Penny. He could go earlier than that. But the fact is there's so many moving parts in the draft that these people that are mocking right now are out of their minds. Well, I think everybody's well, out of their minds. Because that's kind of my point is like mock drafts are just that they're mock ups, you know, they're rough ins. Nobody really knows where anybody's going to go. I'm, I'm really curious if like we have misunderstood his value per what any general manager all takes is one team in any given yeah. round to, to take a gamble on a player. Well, right. That's true. And so I'm not saying that this can't happen. What I'm saying is we've reached the point where everybody's done at least five mock drafts already. And now the combine is done. And so now what have we got a month and a half until the draft and what's going to happen between now and then nothing really, as far as these rookies are concerned, some of them will have pro days, but not much. And so uh, what's happening is each mock draft is going to go, hmm, how can we get some attention? Right, exactly. How can we? How can we get everybody? I'll to say talk about something our, outlandish. I got an idea. Let's yeah. have Sam Darnold going in the second round. <laughs> it's like, okay, they're going to so, make Sam Darnold a receiver. No, I right. remember. So, yeah. so that's <laughs> he ran that's so well. He that's ran part so of well. it. But I I did this. Uh, John and I started off the show by likening mock drafts in general to The Bachelor. Ooh. Because okay, I yeah. don't, I've I've now gotten to the point where I don't understand why anybody consumes these things. <laughs> like you, it, it all we do is they come out over and over and over again. They're the exact same thing. They're based on nothing factual. Uh, however, we just keep going click, 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 view, 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 and having the same emotional reaction to them, even though they're completely fake. Does that make sense? They're the exact same thing. I, I like yeah, it. Totally. I'm I'm more liking uh, mock drafts to uh, to chips at a Mexican restaurant. They just keep <laughs> refilling the bowl, and I will keep crushing them and enjoying them as they uh, arrive. Now wait a minute. Chips then, at a Mexican place, though, <laughs> you actually get something out of that. You get the salty. You get you fill up a little mm, bit. Yeah. A mock draft doesn't do that for oh, you, Rich. Come on, it's I'm sure hair. Darnold was awfully salty falling to the second round in this one. Um, well, let, me, sure. uh, let me let me let. <laughs> Let me, we, I feel like we are absolutely burying the lead, and there's so much catching up to do. Um, the Chargers, uh, completely, oh, completely delusional. Well, I, I, I mean, the, that's, I, is that even a lead anymore? I mean, we, we know that too, but I mean, this, so the personal seat license yes. thing. Yes. This is, this is so funny because we had a caller when we brought this up on the show today. Somebody called in and said he's a, you know, he's a local guy that used to love the Chargers and now hates him. Mm. And he was listening. Um, 
as he was driving from L.A. to San Diego. So as he got into San Diego, he turned us on. But when he was in L.A., he was listening to a station up there. And the Spanos boys were on the show yeah. up there. Yeah. And they were talking about, uh, you know, their pitch for the uh, personal seat license. And he said that AG mentioned at one point, well, listen, we've done a lot of market research. And we think people are going to buy these things. Oh, sweet. And I was just sitting there going, well, that's not, it's not possible. You couldn't have done a lot of market research uh, because if you were doing market research in LA, you never would have went. You never, you never would have went in the first place. Yeah. I, 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 I've always wanted to know who are the people the Chargers hire to help them? <laughs> who are they? Because it's just like it's clearly people who don't actually know what the Chargers think they know. Well, it's funny you mention that because I, I always ask why anytime I, I read something, including this exorbitant amount of money that it's going to cost to buy seat licensing. And I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure but out the why. But at least you get the tickets with those, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah, probably, yeah. you know, <laughs> for a bargain, really. Uh, yeah. No, this is the premium seating, by the way, for the Chargers, I believe is 350 per, and it accounts for 25% of the lower bowl. Like, I, I mean, it's it to your point, Mark, I think the problem is when you're insulated. Like when when you're not listening to outside opinions, when you don't bring fresh voices in, fresh people in, then you really do. You start smelling your own brand and think you've got the world figured out. Bunch of yes, man. I, exactly right. I think the problem up there is that it's Dean and his two sons who are ruling the roost and they don't want to be told they're wrong. And so continuously, uh, effortlessly, it seems, they're falling on their face with all these decisions they're making. Well, it, 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 it has been a bizarre comedy of errors i i can't believe it's happening again i also think oh, and, I and pete pete i bet you you'll you'll like this i also wonder if all of these other sports properties in la are really thinking about what's probably about to happen to the sports scene oh as of today it feels to me more likely than ever before uh, that lebron james and paul george are about to become lakers really so by the time we get to this fall I wonder, and anybody who doesn't understand the LA, LA dynamic won't understand this, and that therefore includes the Spanoses. <laughs> if that happens, do you understand that there will not be one minute of radio? There will not be one minute of TV. There will not be one minute of sports bar. There will not be one minute of emotional attachment from any single human being in Los Angeles sports-wise with anything other than Laker basketball. It will be so incredibly overwhelming and intense. In order to open a new stadium in the midst of that and ask people for potentially as much as six figures just for the right to then buy more tickets to get in, Yo, you are dead. You are dead. You are done. You have no chance in this match. The LAFC will get more attention than the Chargers. Oh, Already, it kind of feels like I was listening to a, a soccer broadcast on one of my trips back down the, the, the five freeway. And I was thinking to myself, what, what, like, what the heck is going on here? But it's true. It's a market that loves their sports. That has a ton of them. That is crowded. That loves their winners and their heritage uh, brands like the Lakers and and the Dodgers and the Chargers are trying to create a niche in the worst way possible. I mean, Mark. Pete, you guys know that market. I've been on the West Coast for about six years now. Uh, I've gotten to experience it over the course of time, uh, dating and then marrying my wife, who's from L.A. 
it just doesn't seem like this is ever going to work. It just doesn't. I just so, not unless yeah, the Rams leave again. Well, no, even <laughs> even then. I mean, I was saying this. Uh, I was saying this. Imagine the Rams ago. move to San Diego. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting yeah. idea. No, I, I said this ten minutes ago. It was one of the reasons I didn't have as as emotional of a reaction as others when the Chargers left. I'm like, I gave up a long time ago on the idea of going to NFL games, mm. especially as a season ticket holder. Yeah. What a, what a bad racket. You're gonna card. You're gonna charge me six figures so that I can spend more. Then you're gonna charge me a hundred bucks a pop to park. Uh, also, that I can miss the other twelve games that are going on while you're playing. Yeah, get out of, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, you can't go on an NFL yeah. game. That's crazy. And plus, uh, right. they don't have kombucha on tap, and I know <laughs> that you love that stuff. Oh, I did. with a spoon. I'll eat that stuff. <laughs> hey, with listen. A spoon. Uh, coming up in just minutes, we have roll call live on the Cannon Show. Okay. I'm not no. leaving. No. Mark is. I'm leaving, and I'm also not yelling cannons on deck because that's <laughs> that's your thing. That's, cannons on deck. Yeah, that's you.